Hello and welcome to the Sex Logique podcast. In this podcast, we talk about the techniques, the mindset, the anatomy, and the science for you to have really amazing sex. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to continue to have amazing sex in long-term relationships and what are the biggest problems or mistakes that we do when we are in long-term relationships that leads to a decline in our sexual satisfaction. So let's begin. Our sex life is destined to decrease and decline with time uh, in any in any relationship is that first of all it's not true there are many people they experience actually quite the opposite that their sex life becomes better with time um, and also the other problem I have with it is that we do know scientifically that what we believe and how we think of things will impact our behavior and therefore impact the result. So if we don't believe that there is a possibility to have a happy relationship or we don't believe that our sex life can be amazing over time, then we're not going to actually do the things that are required to make that happen. So it's going to be this self-fulfilled prophecy. And even though it's wonderful and great that we are normalizing dips and declines um, in sex drive and that everyone can have a low point and that our sex life isn't always going to look great, we do also know from science that couples that are prepared and are aware of the fact that there will be lower like times where the sex their sex life is a bit lower and uh, it's not as satisfying and moments where it's great but if you know that there are going to be dips and you're prepared for it it doesn't become such a shock when it happens and you can deal with it better and that's great and it's also great that we know that we're not alone but the thing that's not great is when we normalize it as a fact and as something that is supposed to stay that way. That when you get married, your sex life would just decrease and you should just accept it. Because when we normalize that long-term relationship equals bad sex life or a decline in sexual satisfaction, we don't actually take the actions that are required to have an amazing sex life. So it's not that you have a long-term relationship is the fact that you aren't actually doing the things that you need to do to have satisfying sex. So that is one of the problems I have with this constant, I do feel like there is a lot of negativity towards 
relationship at the moment, but also around long-term relationships and keeping sexual satisfaction. That it seems like it's this impossible task, and it's just so difficult. And and it's really, it's not because, I mean, it's hard. It's not that it's easy for everyone and always, but it really is about the small things. <laughs> so it's the same with romance in a relationship. It's like the small things you do every day rather than the big things. And if you keep on top of it and if you maintain it and if you are aware of the effort that needs to be put in. And when I say effort, I'm not talking about making more effort in a relationship than when you started. Like it's usually the problem is that we make a lot of effort in the beginning and we stop making effort. So often we can get away with actually making less effort in a relationship. But the problem is that many of us stop to make effort completely. Many people have this idea in their head that it's kind of like a hunt. I have to hunt for a partner and then I catched a partner and now I'm done. <laughs> but that's actually when the it's when the relationship starts where the real work begins. So don't put too much effort in the beginning and then everything after that is just going to become a decline in satisfaction on every level, but whether it's romance or or sex. So keep, you have to think of it, it's like forever. <laughs> or as long as the relationship is going on, that is how long you're going to have to put effort in. And when I say, again, I want to say that most people talk about that it's such a big effort to be in a relationship and such a big effort to maintain sex in a long-term relationship. But it's not more effort. It's usually less effort. It's just that this mentality that we put in huge amount of effort and then can just stop, make it, when we realize we can't stop, we actually have to do something, then that's more effort than we were expecting and then it feels like a lot well in the beginning or people that have casual sex a lot of times put so much extreme amount of effort for a stranger that they don't even know and they don't think twice about it like how much grooming do you do how much do you think and fantasize about this person how much do you clean your apartment or fix this thing in your house before someone come over how much time do you spend traveling to or from dates or sexual encounters? How much time do you spend flirting on apps or swiping on apps or going to bar or flirting with people in, in real life? You have to take account for all of these things. That's the effort you put in when you're single. Most single people that are have an active love life in some kind of way will spend a lot more time and a lot more effort than a person in a relationship needs to do. But most people, or a lot of people in relationship, they completely stop flirting with their partner. They stop seducing their partner. They stop making uh, effort to look nice for their partner and grooming and hygiene. And your partner is the one person, even more than yourself, they're going to be affected by your grooming and your hygiene. And sure, in a relationship, you can have some relaxation with these rules. You're going to have be sick in front of your partner you're gonna have moments where they do help you with things but uh, and they, when they see you in other states and that can actually be exciting and nice but uh, my general rule is whatever rule you had 
for yourself when you are single, you should maintain in a relationship. And if you don't go out that often, maybe you do a full body grooming or full uh, check on everything once a week. Uh, and now you see your partner more times. You don't necessarily have to. You should at least keep that once a week. So, yeah, maybe they see you a little different or a little more fluffy or <laughs> whatever. Um, and that's fine. But it should not decrease from what you were doing. Um, and that is the general I have for myself. And and also think about things like what's kind of underwear you're wearing? What kind of are they whole? Are they dirty old ones with big holes in them? Are they attractive? Like you have to keep seducing your partner. And it's so it's not about more effort and it's not more difficult. It's just our natural way of making taking the least amount of resistance and having the mentality that we have can take our partner for granted that makes us lower our efforts not just a little bit but a lot while with a stranger we don't even think twice about all the things we do to ourselves and all the time and investment and how much we time we spend thinking about them because we're not just have to seduce our partner we have to seduce ourselves a lot of the seduction is us doing it to ourselves. How much do you, how many sexual fantasies do you have about your partner? How much positive thoughts do you have about your partner? When you start dating someone or f- just falling in love with someone, you often have a lot of positive thoughts. You think about them all the time. You spend a lot of time having sexual fantasies and you might not have so many negative thoughts about them. But if you're in a relationship and you don't spend time thinking about your partner in a positive light but rather thinking about them in a negative light then that's going to affect how you feel about your partner and that's going to affect how they how they have the what kind of experience they have with you and then in return how they think about you so also things like touching are you kissing each other properly or are you giving each other little little chicken pecks on the cheek and those are fine, but they're not a substitute for real kissing. They're like uh, waving goodbye or saying hi, but they're not a substitute for real physical intimacy. And so having physical intimacy that aren't a direct, uh, that aren't just leading to sex, but having the kisses, the touching, the hugging, the just the running your hand between your partner's leg or over their neck down their back or something like this this is this like the physical touch is a language by itself and it should be part of your daily communication and one example of this is like the kiss we know scientifically a kiss of between 8 to 12 seconds it tends to say a little differently uh, from different sources will really boost up your intimacy level and if you are a hetero couple, some of the testosterone from the man will transfer to the woman and also help turn her on. So, but there is a lot of positive effects in, regardless of what gender you are. So, a good kiss on eight to twelve seconds should be part of your daily routine, if not multiple of those kisses, that will spice things up for you. We all have time for. 8 to 12 seconds that is not a big time consuming thing and just doing that if you're not used to doing that will make a difference i promise so 
that's uh, one homework <laughs> do that every single day for a month and see if you feel any different the second part is time so that's comes from the first part we still need to seduce we still need to but we also need time we need to actually if sex is going to be an important part or a big part of our life or, or a part of our relationship we need to actually prioritize it and this is also uh, scientists have seen that the couples that can maintain a good sex life long into relationships after years and years and years they have trust and um, that they know they can trust each other they know the other person is there for them um, so they feel supported by their partner and the second part is priority that sex is a priority so they put make sure that it's part of their life and that will sometimes mean that you if you're going to prioritize sex you have to not prioritize something else because we do only have our 24 hours a day and we need to and we have many things going on in our life and especially if you have family and kids there's a lot of things so maybe sometimes you need to have a babysitter or maybe sometimes yeah someone else watches your kids or take them to the park or whatever so you get that special time with your partner or it can mean to not go out with friends one evening so you spend that time with your partner so if sex is going to be a priority or you have to prioritize sex for it to actually become an important key factor in your in your life uh, and that is something often that happens is that it becomes the last thing of the day i do everything else first and then at the end of the day whatever time we have left whatever energy we have left that's spicy time <laughs> and it's that does not mean that it's a priority then it's, it's very easy then to be too tired or you still have things that you haven't done yet but you're always going to have things that needs to be done many adults have to-do lists that goes on for months we never have the time necessarily to do everything we wished for in a day so if we we think that sex is the thing that happened at the end of the day when everything else is done we're never going to have time to have sex so one thing is just take the time prioritize it and that can mean that maybe you have to schedule times for sex um, or that you do it before you do other things you have sex in the morning or you have sex before you go and do the dishes and if you, your energy run out then maybe you have a couple of dishes that stays in the sink for tomorrow that might be it but to actually take the time and you also need to have the time to be able to explore your sexuality without having a lot of pressure that it has to be done now and it's like dum, 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 dum. so the second point is you need time third point is to not confuse being comfortable with someone with having intimacy and feel safe with them because they are two different things um, many people feel comfortable with their partner 
And then they talk about that their sex life might be boring. Uh, but or that it's not as good anymore. And they confuse the comfort. Well, I'm comfortable around my partner, therefore I have intimacy or therefore I have feel safe with them. But when I talk about safety, um, safety is a key element in good sex and a good relationship. Safety and intimacy. And what I refer when I say safety, I'm talking about feeling emotionally, physically, and sexually safe. You feel safe enough that you can bring up difficult topics with your partner. You feel safe enough that you can talk about sex openly with your partner. You feel safe enough that you can explore and uh, sexual fantasies without f- being afraid of being judged or called a perv or um, being dismissed by your partner. You feel safe enough that you can put yourself in vulnerable sexual positions, knowing fully well they're not going to harm you. So when I talk about safety, that is also being able to tell your partner your sexual fantasies, even when they don't go in line with theirs. Even when maybe that is you had a sexual fantasy about a threesome and there was a person in that fantasy that weren't them. There was another person there and they might not want to have a threesome in real life. And maybe you don't want to have a threesome in real life either, but you had this uh, fantasy and it turned you on. And you can openly talk about it without your person, partner getting defensive or accusing you of different things. So safety is when your partner does something that hurts you or you're uncomfortable with, you feel comfortable enough to bring that up to your partner. And you can say, hey, this really bothered me or this hurt me when you did this. And you feel safe to be able to bring that up without them getting defensive, that they actually listen to you. That you can be vulnerable with your emotions around your partner. That is having intimacy and being safe. And that will always be beneficial for sex. That will boost your sex life. It's a key main ingredients in amazing sex. And that is what can make sex so much better with a partner that you know well. Because you feel safe enough to explore. A good explorer will... Well, they do feel safe. They do need some safety to go and do for the big adventure. You want to have feel safe. You want to have the right equipment. You want to have trained so you're prepared for the conditions. You want to have people around you you can trust. So you want to trust yourself that you can back down in case you don't feel safe, that you can actually take a step back, that you don't feel forced to go through with something when you caught yourself in a moment feeling not safe. So in order to go on big adventures, we do need safety. So safety is a key ingredient and the adventure is the spice. It's when we feel safe that we're brave enough to go on big adventures. But comfort, on the other hand, is a thing that can make us lazy. So even though some degree of comfort is good, um, comfort is the thing that can make us stop making an effort, stop flirting with our partners, stop 
not just stop being attracted to a partner, but sometimes do straight up things that are big, huge turns of turn off for a partner. We might start shitting with the door open, or we start sit farting together in a couch on the couch, and that's not gonna make us more turned on by each other necessarily. So comfort can actually be an enemy getting too comfortable where we stop doing putting in effort and stop trying to seduce our partner but instead do things that can be straight up repulsive to our partner. It's okay to keep a little bit of mystery around yourself. You don't necessarily need to cut your toenails by the kitchen table. Being comfortable around someone doesn't mean that you can have deep conversations with them or that you can talk about everything. Um, So many people have comfort. Comfort comes naturally with time. When we spend a lot of time around certain people, we will get more comfortable around them, meaning we will show up on our lesser flattering uh, days, and which is good to some degree, but it can get too much of that in order to keep the erotism alive. And it does not mean that we can have the deepest conversation or that we can uh, talk openly about our sexual fantasies with them. So many people cannot have those conversations and cannot be vulnerable with their partner. And so they don't have safety, but they do have a lot of comfort where they don't really take care of themselves and they just do a lot of things for the partner that is unattractive and then they don't have the safety but they no longer have the spice because they don't do the sexy things anymore so you lose the main ingredients and you lose the spice you lose the danger the sense of danger that all of these things that also get lost with too much comfort and there are usually people that have a relationship where they have high levels of comfort but no safety and no danger because that danger element that comes from flirting and teasing and seducing each other and that is the effort so when we don't have the safety and we don't feel safe enough to keep the spice and keep the danger and we don't put in the effort to continue to do so we're just comfortable with someone our sex life are going to automatically decline over time and seducing your partner does take a little bit of effort but it's usually few seconds here and there of the day so it's not much it doesn't take much to keep the spice and the safety is something you have to build towards and it requires a lot of acceptance and the fact that you not only practice how you give a message, but that you are willing to sit on the other side and receive a message, even when that message might have information or words that you are uncomfortable with. Like you might have a very different sexual, like sexual desires from your partner and hearing what kind of porn they like or their fantasies might feel really uncomfortable if you're not used to it. And you have to learn to accept and listen and ask questions like, 
okay, what about it is it that is so interesting? Just because you talk about something doesn't mean that you're obligated to do it. So you can always talk about it and lead with an open mind and curiosity. And remember, you do not have monopole on what is okay or not. So your sexuality is one of many different kinds of sexuality, of many different kind of of fantasies and stuff. So you cannot judge someone else for theirs because we all have different ones. And you're not the law of what is acceptable or not. So um, listening with an open mind and if they have a fantasy you don't like, just ask what about it is it that is so sexy for you? And learning to accept those feelings because it can be uncomfortable but it's only through practicing and showing the partner that you can bring up difficult subjects with me and I will not judge you or shame you I will listen even though when it's difficult for me that will teach them that they can actually share and over time you will build the trust and you will build the safety and intimacy. The next point I want to talk about is the highs and lows. So you're going to have high and low level of attract, not just attraction, but your sex drive, for instance. And when we, when you, I hear people talk about this, people often focus on it it's so much on the relationship. Oh, sometimes I'm having a high and my partner have a low, and it's this big thing but it's always connected to relationships somehow and that's not true you will everyone has highs and lows and they happen whether you're in a relationship or not the difference is that if you're swiping on apps or going to bars if you have a week where you're super busy with work and super stressed you just won't go to a bar that week or you may not swipe on the apps because you don't have the time to bring someone home But when you're in a relationship, there is someone else expecting something. No one from the app, because they don't even know you exist. They don't expect anything from you. Uh, The person in the bar isn't going to be sad because you didn't show up. They're going to go home with somebody else. So it's just that no one have any expectations from you that you don't feel necessarily any consequences from this low. But if you're in a relationship, there is someone else that also have needs and you're the one that can provide them for them so it becomes more apparent that there is a high or a low and of course a bad relationship can lead to a low but highs like the lows in sex drive it's not something unique to relationship it's something that happens no matter what for a long list of different reasons But it's not something that you get because you're in a relationship. And one way to deal with it is to have good communication. And good communication is not in the word count, how many words you say or how long you have, how long you talk. It's about how clear the communication is, how well your message is delivered and how well it is received. So that can be sometimes good communication is one sentence can be better than 20 sentences because it's more clear and it's more effective. So um, 
but having good communication around the issue and and talking open about it and be also again prioritized so maybe you have to schedule sex or maybe just figuring out a solution for for these lows and lows are natural so it doesn't mean and you never owe your partner sex so it doesn't mean that you have to do something now you have to have sex now you don't have to have the solution now but what you do need to do is the action to um, finding a solution and the finding can take time and the result can take time if you're in a low but the action should start to find the solution or the action should start towards getting result that's the thing that's urgent but the results are not urgent so you don't owe your partner sex today you just owe your partner to figure out what is going on with you or what is going on with them and many times it could be things that are not related to sex at all that has something to do with the relationship and you're both is figuring this out together and you both might have to do effort because sometimes maybe the answer is that your partner is just really unsexy at the moment and they don't take care of themselves. So <laughs> it's not always that you're the one that have to actually do most of the hard work. It comes from both people and it can, depending on what the issue is, might um, be different effort. But also lows are natural. It depends on how long you stay in the low. If you come back up again and so it's not like you suddenly you had sex yesterday but today you suddenly don't feel like it and now it's a problem (laughs) Um, but with time you want to just be aware that you both have needs in a relationship and that can be any kind of need it doesn't have to be sexual and you have to you you do have an obligation towards your partner to help each other get as much of your needs met as possible and figure things out if the other partner is flagging for that they don't get their needs met whatever those needs may be Um, whether that is the communication in the relationship or the intimacy or sex or or whatever it is and that you can also do with having regular check-in so a check-in is something you do regularly it could be a small one daily it could be monthly I think weekly is quite good uh, where you just go through how the relationship is going or how your partner feel in the relationship so you ask you each ask each other how you're feeling um, like what's going on and you check in with how's the sexual satisfaction is there anything I done wrong as a partner anything I dropped, any mistakes I made uh, this week. Is there anything, what have I done right? What is something that I've done that made you feel good or really helped you out? And you check how's it going with the housework, for instance, if you live together. It could be, is there anything we haven't done that we should have done? You can go through these, all of these things, these questions, and you check that you both are feeling well and you can spot early on if you're going towards a downward spiral or if you or not. So you spot problems before they become big problems and you figure out a solution to fix that. And sometimes it's just perfectly natural things. Like, oh, we notice I'm very stressed lately, so we haven't had that much sex. Okay, 
Well, now we, when we, because we notice it, let's just take the next weekend and prioritize that. That we get some time to wind down and we have some intimate, like intimacy time together. So then you can spot problems and fix them. So it's not that you end up going months without sex and you're both desperate or really unhappy with something or that you have because maybe it's the household maybe things are not one of you feel like you're being taken for granted and that you do most of the work and now you have a lot of negative thoughts about your partner and you feel disrespected and you get bitter and those things have a negative impact on your sex life so then maybe that's the problem that then leads to you not feeling attracted to your partner or not wanting to have sex so having these regular checks in just keep the relationship on track it keeps your sex life on track and you can keep awareness around what's happening in the relationship before it gets to a point where it's like now we need couples counseling and nothing wrong with couple counseling and you can also do things like that for preventive measurements so to do it to make sure that you have the right tools to deal with problems but um, many people wait too late because you don't really check in and you don't bring it up until it's a huge problem it's a bit like having a house you have to maintain it and sure sometimes you're gonna have a leak and you're gonna have to repaint it so it is a little bit work here and there but if you just leave it then suddenly you're gonna have this massive renovation you have to do and it's so much effort and sometimes maybe it's you can't even fix it you would have to tear the house down and build it from scratch so having checks in also prevents things to go too far and you can keep track on the relationship and the sex life so it's something i strongly recommend and lastly i'm just going to give you a list of passion killers and passion boosters for your relationship so passion killers are thing getting stuck in a routine having power fights fights of a power um irritation or bitterness towards each other lack of respect lack of uh, trust bad communication bad time management so you don't get time for each other burnout or too much excess working uh, stress anger bad health frustration in the relationship to feel hurt to not feel appreciated or feel like you've been taken for granted lack of time family that uh, intervenes with your potential to have intimacy time bad sleep bad self-confident and jealousy passion boosters are testing new things good communication good self-confidence acceptance free time enough free time to actually do things um, the lack of adult responsibility and what i mean with that is not 100 of the time but in sex in sex we need to be able to put away 
being the responsible adult that is the one that's supposed to look after everyone else and get the bills paid on time, we need to be playful when it comes to sex. So we do need to have this little cheekiness and allow our kid to come out um, and, yeah, be playful. So uh, to discover and explore, exploration, safety, to feel safe with your partner, some risk, taking a little bit of risk variation some distance and when i say distance i mean that you have the time to miss each other occasionally meaning that when you're apart you're not constantly texting and stuff but then it's also important connection connection is also important so distance and connection then that means that when you're with each other you can, of course, have moments where you're just in each other's presence doing your own thing, but you also need to have moments of real connection and moments of real distance. Because what can happen in long-term relationship is that you're a lot of time with each other, but you never have true connection, and you are apart, but you're constantly updating on things like the shopping list or whatever, so you're never truly apart. You never get to miss each other and you never get to connect to each other and those things are extremely important and the other thing is curiosity to always stay curious about your partner about their sexuality and just life in general that's going to um, be a passion booster for your relationship thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope there was something there for you to take with you and I hope you have now a lot of passionate kissing and nice intimate moments both before sex not just before sex but just during the day and that you flirt with your partner if you have a partner flirt with them send them a little sexy sexy message or sexting or a nice picture or something else to spice things up a little bit and yeah it really is just about having those couple of seconds a few times a day where you connect with your sexuality and where you just seduce your partner a little bit that's gonna make all the difference so i hope you have a very spicy week and i hope i see you next time and a quick reminder i will be doing a advent calendar so from 1st of december to 24th of december there will be an episode of some kind so they not all of them will be in this format some will be shorter some will be longer some will be a little bit of history a little bit of everything it's gonna be something sex related or relationship related every single day and on my instagram which is also named sex logique you will find that every day with each episode i will post a little picture of some spicy gingerbread cookies with a sex position for every day so if you do have someone that you have some spicy time with you can follow along and you can do one position each day from the 1st to the 24th for a extra spicy christmas mm-hmm.